What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 12 of Yo, the business and fitness podcast with myself, Steve Krebs, and my main man, Luca, host of our today. We are going to talk about magical words that impact and influence. Now, before I turn it over to Luca, and he's going to give you guys a really deep breakdown of when to use certain words, how to use them, how, how to sell better using these words, how to influence better, how to impact better. But before we go there, remember, the words that you use inside of your own mind on a consistent basis, in my personal opinion, are what's most important. So the stories you tell yourself are going to affect whatever you put out into the world. So there's this saying, right? You are exactly who you believe yourself to be. And if you keep telling yourself you're, a, you're a, an introvert or you're somebody that doesn't like to be in, in public settings around new people, you're going to behave accordingly. So the words that you use inside of your own mind, the beliefs that you have about yourself or where we need to start inside of this episode. And an easy way to do this is, there's a million ways to do this, but if you don't track it, right, what gets measured gets managed. And if you don't track what thoughts are popping up into your head, and Luke and I have been a part of programs that kind of helped us with things like uh, positive focus and all these different tools, which is just a way to, to take an idea, belief, and kind of run it through this process that helps you see the positive in any situation, right? What, why lesson apply? And what I want you to think about is, these negative thoughts that you're having, need to, you need to become aware of them, right? Because awareness precedes change. And an easy way to do this, if you just take like one of those little pocket journals and you put it in your pocket and when you start feeling these, these ideas or when you, when you find yourself being negative inside of your mind, start tracking it down in your journal. Write it down really quick or even just make a check mark. Because what you'll see is throughout the day, you're auditing what your mind is doing on its own. And, and we're all products of our environment. The cool thing about the human brain though, right, is that we can almost reset it. We can change it. The brain is plastic. You can study and Im implement things that will over time allow you to think differently, see things different, ha to have a different perspective on things. So I just want to preface before I turn it over to Luca, like guys, it's so important. Your self-talk is so important. I can't stress it enough, right? If I look at Luca, if I look at myself, the things that we've accomplished are because we have self-belief. Sometimes most of the time, right, Luca, we, we believe in ourselves more than most other people would ever believe in us. And I think that's an intricate part to be successful in any capacity in life, whether it's relationships, money, business, your fitness. It's your self-belief and the reps that you're running inside of your mind. So, Luca, when we talk about magical words that impact and influence, uh, how, how are you going to start us off here? What do you want to share with these guys? Well, I was going to go like, because here, man, like this is a forever topic. Uh, every single day I study, I would say words and, you know, different ways to frame things, different ways to explain things, whether it's, you know, the coaching side or whether it's, uh, I would say the sales side, but, you know, getting people to obviously uh, kind of almost like dig up their pain and, and, and see their, the possibilities that they can achieve. Right. So, cause we're talking, you know, the, the reason why Krebsy didn't even say just sales, because it, it, this is not about just sales. This is just about influence and persuasion and helping people do stuff, you know? So you might've already sold a client into your coaching, but you know, the stuff that we're going to talk about might help them actually, you know, to change a habit, uh, take a different action and so on and so forth. And so what I wanted to, to, to first do, right. Cause I'm actually going to give you an example. Okay. This is like why words matter. The way you say words matter, like why language and just how you communicate is, I don't want to say it's everything, but holy shit. Like, you know, you, you get two coaches and, and they're both very competent at uh, the training side of things, meaning, you know, writing programs and, and coaching and queuing and so on and so forth. But the way that they speak, you know, whether it's tell stories, the way they know how to use words and when, like when and how is a game changer. Like one person could be massively, you know, successful while the other won't be just because of that. And so, you know, the other day, uh, a walking came in and one of our coaches that's newer, you know, is, is talking to them and, you know, and I'm, and I'm sitting back kind of listening on what's going on and, you know, kind of, kind of seeing that it's not taking the direction that I necessarily wanted to go. And I kind of interjected and, you know, from interjecting, like this person was kind of like inquiring about the gym, this, that, the other. Uh, and they were, they were on the verge of, you know, the, okay, thanks for the information. Like, and, you know, walking out. And I just, I asked a question, 
you know, turn the conversation around and all of a sudden, you know, this person has a strategy session booked and is on a trial. Um, you know, and, and, and the coach even said like, how the hell did you do that? Right. And I started asking him questions like, well, what did you notice me doing? And, and it was like, well, you know, you're asking questions and stuff like that. And so I'm always obviously trying to teach the coaches lessons and have them see what's going on. But my point of this is that, right, like one conversation was leading to a, like, oh, thanks for the info. I'm out of here. You know, do they ever come back? I don't know. They didn't even, you know, take their, they didn't even take their, you know, cell number or anything like that. Um, you know, my first thing is like, Hey, I want to send you something that's really going to help you out explain this. And, but then I got some more questions for you. What's your, what's your cell number? And like, without, you know, a second, they're like, Oh, it's this. Right. And then as soon as they give me the cell number, I text them uh, like this video of how it works, but now I got their cell number. Right. There's it, just so many little things that if you get really good at, um, that will change the way, like if you see, you know, if 20, 30 people walk into your gym, from ads or, or cold traffic or whatever it is, right? And you get really good at like this stuff, you know, you'll convert 50% more, 70%, 100% more than you are right now. And so I wanted to preface that and, and then kind of go uh, into some examples, All right, Now guys, like, listen, this could legitimately be probably a course, um, but I'm gonna, like, I'm just gonna go with it. Meaning like, there's a couple of notes I got taken down that I wanted to share, but I'm sure what's gonna happen is as I start talking, I'm gonna come up with uh, more things that, that can be really beneficial to you. But I wanted to give you stuff that you can use today, right? I wanted to give you stuff that you can use today. So here's one, um, here's the first one that, that I wanted to share with you. Um, th this, and this is how you'd start any, the sentence. And I'll explain it, I'll explain what, and, and, and this is the other thing too. I'll explain what the word, why you say it, like the psychology behind it. Um, and I think it's important for you to study, right? I think it's important for you to study why certain things work and why words work and how they work, right? But the first one is, I'm not sure if this is for you, but that's literally the magic kind of sentence, right? And, and I'll, look, I'll give you some examples first, and then I'll explain why they're so beneficial. Uh, so here's a few examples that, you know, you could use in your, you know, just, I don't know, like I'll say daily routine, but on a day to day, I guarantee you some of this stuff will come up if you're, if you're a coach and business owner. Hey, I'm not sure if this is for you, but would you happen to know someone who's interested in dropping body fat, feeling better, you know, having more energy, right? Hey, I'm not sure if this is for you, but we have plans for Saturday and you're welcome to join us. Hey, I'm not sure if this is for you. But this option is available for this month, month only and I hate for you to miss out. So imagine how you could obviously use any of those. But here, here's why this is, this is a, a really, really powerful one. Okay, so one of the most common reasons I hear from people as to why they fail to introduce their idea, product, or service to others is the fact that they're just fearful of the rejection that they might receive. Right? Have, you, have you been there before? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have. So that, you know, it's for, for the, that reason that I wanted to start with, you know, these magic words that you can use to introduce something to just about anybody at just about any point in time that's completely rejection free. Right. And, and those words are what I just shared. I'm not sure if this is for you, but so let, let's take a moment to just understand, you know, how, how does simple structure works. Okay. Opening a statement with the words, I'm not sure if this is for you, like causes the listener's subconscious brain to hear there's no pressure here. Think about that, right? I'm not sure if this is for you, but right, that it takes away the pressure. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like a pitch. It doesn't sound like a sell. And by suggesting that they, like, that they may not be interested, like you naturally increase their intrigue, right? They wonder, what is it? What, what is it, right? And the spike, it basically, it spikes curiosity for them. And it also what it does is it fires an internal driver that tells them a that a decision needs to be made, right? So and it's a soft approach that makes people feel unpressured, but it makes them want to make this internal decision, right? And what, but here's the real magic. The real magic is the final three-letter word of this sequence, right? A word that took, like typically you want to avoid in uh, conversations, like I've shared this before, right? If you tell somebody, um, for instance, like, hey, you look great today, but 
what is the only thing that a person hears? They just hear the stuff that's after but, right? So imagine receiving a comment from like your boss or your girl, or whatever, you know, you know, you're, you're a really valuable member of the team. Uh, we love everything that you do here, but something needs to change. Like what's the only part that you remember? You just remember the stuff after but, right? So I'm, I'm guessing that the part you focus on the most is everything that follows the but. The word but negates everything that was said prior. So when you say that to somebody, I'm not sure if it's for you, but what the little voice inside the listener head hears is you might want to look at this, right? So you might want to look at this. It's a rejection-free approach that creates a simple outcome. And one of two things happen, like the person that's listening leans in and asks for more information because they're like personally interested, or in the very, very, very worst case scenario, they say they'll give it some thought. So write that one down. Like this is, where I, this is why I love doing a four by six cards because I'm like, this is a great strategy. And you know, the more you practice it with the next person you see, like this is what's so dope about this. When you do this, it'll work. And you'll be like, oh shit, like Luca was right. Like this is, this is magical stuff right here. So, I, you know, for instance, give you an example, right? It's like, not sure if this is for you, but we have a program starting for, you know, for women. Uh, it's eight weeks stronger program. It helps women build confidence, get leaner, stronger, uh, take control of their eating, da 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 da, da right? So, and of, course, and, and of course, you just said, not sure if this is for you, but we have this starting, would it be something you're interested in? N notice, like, you just, you completely framed it in a different way. So very, very, very powerful, very powerful, okay? Look, what do you think, do you think that if we break down what you've done also is kind of like, what they used to call takeaway selling without the sleazy car used car salesman kind of feel, right? It's like, I don't know if this is for you. How important do you feel like it is to take, to make, instead of making this feel like a sales situation, which is why we didn't call this words that sell and making it a, a conversation built around helping this person get what they want, right? How important is, is the, the, like them feeling almost no pressure, but actually instead of, pulling you're pushing them right you're kind of pushing them away you're not like you know you're not saying hey you need to do this you're saying hey listen i don't know if this is for you but <laughs> we have this program which makes them feel like man this is something i want to be a part of rather than you saying well you really need to do this right it's just a completely different vibe that you get in the situation so if we wanted to simplify this whole game and, and say that the, this is somebody that's never done this before, right? They're, they've been selling in a really kind of feature-based way, which is like, hey, this is how many sessions you get. This is what our facility looks like. Rather than really seducing this person into feeling excited to hand over their money, which was always our goal, right? How well, important thing is, is it to, to make them feel like that rather than a, a pressure situation? What's well, everything because – you know, more so than ever, I think, uh, what I would just say call, you know, threat. Like when a person feels threatened, uh, like their walls go up. Right. And all of a sudden it's very, very difficult to now bring up, like for them to be more vulnerable and share their pain with you. Right. They start giving you surface like answers. So one of these, and, and that's why I also wanted to obviously share a bunch of these things is because, uh, you know, threat is real. Like, look, most people, if I say threat, you might think like gun to my head, right? But the way the human, I would say, nervous system works is threat can be anything. You know, threat is obviously can be, you know, uh, I don't know, a foreign food that makes you your, your gut flare up. That's, that's a threat to the system in one way, right? You know, what is like verbal abuse? That's threat, right? Any, any type of behavior that, that triggers a, 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 you know, a traumatic memory for a person that might be threat. Like there's so many different things that threat can be. And people are very, very, like I said, they've been burnt in the past, right? I was, I forgot who, you know, shared this with me, but most people are scared to make decisions because they've made decisions in the past that didn't turn out great. Right. And so, so they avoid decisions. Like that's why, you know, most people, when you're, you're trying to, you know, sign them up, they either say yes, or they say, they, they very rarely say no. They'll say something else. I got to talk to my husband. I got to do this. I got to think about it. Like, there's always something else. They're, they're so scared to, to, to reject and make a decision, right? It's always like, well, let me see, you know, right? And, and that's part of it. So you have, to, you have to massage essentially kind of like the situation to where the person becomes 
feels like you're on their side. And, and the thing is, look, you should be on their side. Let me, let me not sound like, you know, this is, you know, trying to make them feel like, no, like, look, you're just using the science and the art of persuasion and influence and words and communication to be able to get the result that they want, right? It's not like, oh yeah, I get paid, I sell. No, like, look, when we have, that's why I said at the beginning, this may have nothing to do with an actual exchange of money. This might be like, hey, somebody's already signed up with you six months ago. Uh, they're struggling to, you know, change things in their life and they're not like listening to your advice. So you're using words to better influence them and sell an idea, right? Or sell the next step to them, right? It, it doesn't necessarily have to do with, with, with a money thing, okay? Uh, so obviously very, very, very important. Cause I'm telling you what, like I can tell right off the bat, like, uh, you know, and I've studied a ton of not only just books, I've done a, a courses, both physical and online. Um, cause I'm really intrigued in this in body language from, from guys that do interrogation, you know, that, that train, like, you know, when people are pacifying, like what are they doing with their arms? What are they doing with their eyes? Like what are they doing with their feet? Um, and so I'm, I've become really good at seeing when a person turns the corner and either opens up or closes down. And then there's a whole science of what to do then. That, that's why, I, that's why I'm saying guys like this is, you know, I get really geeky about this shit. Um, and, and I love sharing it, but that's why we wanted to do an episode on this because it's very, very applicable, right? Like I wanted to do stuff that you can apply today. And so that first one was, uh, was one that's very powerful. The second one is almost a system. Uh, you might have felt, uh, you might have, you might have heard it. See, I just said felt. You might have heard it before. Um, I, and I'm not, I'm not mistaken. I think like over 10 years ago, the first person that brought this to my attention was I think Alan Cosgrove, and it was feel felt found. Feel felt found. Just always remember this. So whenever you get an objection, right? Um, most objections that you get, you can use this kind of almost. You know, let's call it a strategy. Right. So I'll show you how or explain like how you would use feel felt found. So let's say, uh, you know, a, a client comes up and is like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't know. It seems like it's a good program, but, you know, I'm, I'm just not confident in this, that, the other. So the first thing you say is like, I can completely understand and I feel uh, why you'd feel this. Uh, sorry, I understand why you'd feel this way. So first you obviously empathize, right? You connect them empathize. So that's the feel part. I can understand how you feel that way. I can understand why, why you feel that way. Then you go to most of our members or a specific person that you have in mind felt the same way, right? Hey, most of our members felt the same way when they were in your exact position you are right now. And what they found is that they, once they tried and committed the program and like you could do it risk-free, once they started, they, they got results and that kept them going, right? Feel felt found. And you could do that with anything. So I don't know if, if Krebs was like, I don't know, <laughs> going against something I was saying and, and, and like having an objection. I was like, hey, man, I completely understand how you feel. Matter of fact, I felt, I felt the same way. You know what? When, when this happened and that happened, I felt the exact same way. And what I found is that when I made a decision to move forward, like my commitment went up, my motivation went up, right? Feel felt found. You could do this. Like, I mean, honestly, if we had a live call right now, you guys could call in. I would, I would just take these objection examples and I would just run through them with the feel felt found. Right. And like one, one of them comes to mind, that specific one, uh, when we just had an older lady who was in her sixties come in, and, you know, walked in and was like, hey, you know, what is this? How long have you guys been here? And I started talking to her and, she's, and she was like, wow, seems pretty awesome. You know, but that's, you know, this is not for older people like me. And I was, and I was like, hey, like, I, you know, I can completely understand why you'd feel that way. But here's the thing. Like one of our members, Susan, started here at 65. And that's exactly how she felt when I had a conversation with her. And what she found is that once she started training and like we adjusted things for her, she felt very empowered. And she's been here now for eight years and at 73, she's in the best shape of her life, right? Feel felt found. I just run it through that system essentially through that. And like once you get, you know, the kicker is that 
once you do this a lot, like for me now, it becomes natural. And that's why sometimes, uh, you know, coaches or interns will go like, dude, how do you do that? It's like, it just happens, right? Because what's really, really important um, is that to understand that you don't, you know, the worst time to think about the thing you're going to say is in the moment you're saying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're, when you're not like great at this yet, it, it's the whole, uh, uh, you know, unconscious competence thing. Uh, you know, when, when you're talking to somebody in a sales conversation and you're like, what do I say next? What do I say next? That's not a good time to do it, right? So the things that I'm sharing with you prepare you for nearly every known kind of eventuality and provide you with a fair advantage in almost every conversation. Like that's essentially what we're trying to do here, right? So feel felt found is powerful as hell. Like honestly, by the time we're done with this podcast, if you only take a couple of these and practice them the next days, they'll blow your mind. Like I'll tell you that like straight up. Cause you'll do it and you'll be like, yo, this shit's crazy. Like the response I got was different than any other time. Right. But remember there's a science to this and there's an art to this and we're teaching you guys this stuff. Um, like this is almost think, like, you think most people just in, in terms of things like this, right. People might listen to this and go like, well, I'm just not good. I'm not good thinking on my feet. I'm not a good salesperson. I'm not good. And, and what I would say to you guys that are thinking this while you're listening to this is, is simple. The only reason Luca and I can talk like this off the top of our heads or we can, we can sell and seduce very easily, and I don't want you to think of those as bad things. Those are good things. Just remember, your job is to help as many people as you can. But if you can't verbalize and, and speak and communicate in a way that makes people want to do business with you, you're missing out on helping people. Especially in the fitness industry, I think, I think for so long, people have looked at sales as like this icky, four, you know, it's like a four-letter word, right? Like, I can't, you know, to sell is bad. But ultimately, if you don't get good at these things, guys, it's going to negatively affect every aspect of your life. You can't go into public and have meaningful conversations with people without thinking about every word that you're going to say. That's a problem. So how do you get good at it? It's just like getting good at anything else, right? Luca got good at basketball with reps. I got good at jujitsu and kickboxing because of the reps. It's, you're not always going to be great when you start. And if you're not practicing what you're preaching to your clients, therein lies the problem. So when Luca gives you this amazing content, it's not just theory-based stuff. It's stuff that's, you know, he's, he mentioned Alan Crossgrove has been in the industry forever. Luca uses it. I use it. And you're going to get better at it by repping it out, whether it's talking to your significant other, whether it's talking to potential clients or talking to current clients, using these things. Practice makes perfect. And the more reps you get in, the better. And I understand you may be looking at this and going like, well, man, there's only so much time in a day. And I'm listening to your podcast every week and there's just so much content. I can't put it all into play. You shouldn't. You shouldn't try to put it all into play. Choose one thing, right? Look at your business and look where the hole in the ship is. If it's retention, go back and listen to our stuff on retention, client experience, all those things. If it's sales, listen to stuff like this. If it's marketing, go listen to the marketing one and then implement it consistently. Wouldn't you agree, Luca? Like at the end of the day, we don't want to overwhelm you guys. We just no, want I mean, to realize like, hey, this stuff is very powerful. It's stuff that we use. We've picked up over the years. We've gotten consistent with and gotten our reps in. And that's the only way to get better at anything. So at the end of the day, guys, listen, it's not rocket science, it's repetitions. And, and here's the thing too, right? Like if you're, if you're like, well, I'm just not good at this. No, you're probably not. <laughs> like at some point in time, I wasn't either. You know what I'm saying? And, and I love, uh, you know, Dave Tate has my favorite uh, chart on this, right? It's, it's shit, suck, good, great, Right. That's, you go from shit to suck, from suck to good, from good to great. How the hell are you going to be, you know, and sure, you might be, you have some, you know, kind of nature, nurture this stuff going on where you're just better at certain things. Sure. But like, man, like most people are going to start at suck. You know, at, when we were first speaking, we were, we, we were shit or we sucked, you know, and then you get to, and then you get to good and then you get to great. This stuff here, same thing. Like you might start a shit. Maybe you're already at suck. Great job, right? But the point of it is, is like not only are you going to have to get in reps, you're going to have to struggle. There's a phenomenal, um, like you guys will always hear me kind of cite stuff in, in books because I read like a lot, <laughs> a lot. But in this book, Range, which is a phenomenal book by Epstein, who's the same guy that uh, wrote the sports team. And it talks about the actually, you know, we were wrong about this kind of deliberate practice. 
that the most important, more so than deliberate practice, uh, what's more important when it comes to learning, especially like analogical learning, which is more important, which is, which is better is struggle, right? It's struggle. Like when you struggle with the problems, when you struggle with the implementation, you get so much better. Right. Um, and like, definitely go read that. Cause I'm not going to dive into like all the lessons from that, which there's plenty of, um, but you got to struggle with it. Right. You got to not only repeat it, but you got to struggle with these problems and struggle with these things that I'm sharing with you. And that's when they really like kind of sink in. That's when you really get better at them. You know, so when, you know, and, and like I said, I, I, as I was reading the book, I was like, shit, you know, that's why I've gotten pretty darn good at a lot of stuff is because I struggle with a lot of shit over the decades. So, you know, there's a lesson there for you, but I'm, I'm going to move on because I, I want to hit an, at least another two or three before we're done uh, because these are so powerful. Okay. And this next one is open is the word open-minded. Okay. The word open-minded. So stay with me here because I'm going to explain everything just like I did with the last two. I'm going to explain everything. Now, if, hey, if you were to ask a room of a thousand people whether they consider themselves open-minded, I'm sure that 900, I don't know, over 900, 950, who knows, right? A lot of, majority of them, right, would raise their hands. Just about everybody that you know thinks of themselves as meeting this kind of criteria. And it's pretty easy to understand why. Like, when the alternative is being considered closed-minded, this perception of choice is almost for sure guaranteed, you know, to steer people towards your idea. So knowing that people like to see themselves as open-minded can easily give you a fair, uh, a fair advantage with your conversations. Uh, this is actually great within groups too, but definitely great for one-on-one. So if let's say you're introducing a new idea or you're trying to, you know, share something and make a point, stranger, friend, you know, prospect, team member, uh, whatever, right? Using the words, how open-minded are you? And following up that sentence with a scenario you want them to opt into allows you to naturally attract people toward the very thing that you wanna, you want them to support. So this kind of goes from maybe you have a, I don't know, 40, 60, 30, 70, 50, 50 uh, odds of them agreeing with you, but then going to 90, 10. Why did I say 90-10? Well, at the beginning, I just shared it. It's like, hey, if you have 1,000 people in a room, over 900 of them are going to say that they're open-minded. Everybody wants to be open-minded. So check this out. So here's a few examples of the words in practice, okay? And this will come together nicely. You'll, 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 you'll go like, oh, okay. So here's a few examples. How open-minded would you be to trying this as an alternative? Would you be open-minded about giving this a chance? How open-minded are you about increasing your monthly income? Would you be open-minded if we could work together? Now, here's, here's, here's the kicker, right? First of all, like, and this is, this is how I use this a lot of times. In a conversation, I'll actually say, I'll ask the person, hey, are you pretty, are you, how open-minded are you? On a scale of one to 10, how open-minded are you? And the person usually be like, oh, I'm pretty open-minded. I'm like a nine. Okay, cool. And then later on in the conversation, let's say, I don't know, let's say I'm talking to somebody about coaching, right? They just told me that they're open-minded. So later on, I might be going to say something like, hey, would you be open-minded about seeing if we could work together? Think about this. Earlier, they just told you that they were open-minded and then you bring up that question. It's almost like if they said no, they would be going against what they just told you and what they actually want people to, to believe about them. Right? So each of the options that I just shared makes it very difficult for the other person to reject your idea, and it at least makes them feel obligated to explore the possibility. Like, it seems like you're giving them a choice, but when you really you're like heavily weighing on the option you're giving them, because look, simply, how open-minded are you at least about trying it, right? And they were just sharing that. So when introducing a new idea, start with how open-minded are you? And this will naturally attract people toward the very thing that you'd like them to support because everybody wants to be open-minded. I'm, I'm, I'm putting a pause in there for a little bit um, because that one is another extremely powerful one. 
that you kind of have to, I would say, test out a little bit, meaning test out, like test out, like do this in a, like go into a conversation. This is what I'll do, right? Let's say I just learned this. I'd go like, oh shit, literally the next conversation I'm going to have, I would use this. Just this one example, I'd be like, man, how can I use this, right? How, like, how would I use this in this next situation? Even if I'm not trying to sell anybody, if I'm not trying to pitch anybody on like actual monetary sale, I would just use it to try to see, to get them on my, uh, on my side and see that idea from my perspective. One thing I want right? to say, guys, is that everybody's selling at all times. Either you're being sold to or you're doing the selling, no matter what it is. It could be where to go on date night. Legitimately. You like everyone is selling all the time, depending because we all want when we want. So don't look at this information and go like, well, here's enough, just another salesy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we want you to make more money. Isn't that the point? You make more money. You help more people. You impact more people. And that's what we want. That's the whole point of this podcast. Another, uh, another one, Luca is, uh, I'll have you consider, right? I'll have you consider is another one that we use to get people to start opening up into this idea of seduction. And, Remember, there's, we could talk words all day long, right? We could talk what to use, what not to use, how to use it. And I know that Luke is going to give you guys more examples. But at the end of the day, what is the thing he keeps saying? Practice. Practice inside of your everyday communication and conversations. Otherwise, you're not going to get better at it. It'd almost be like, hey, I've never shot a free throw in my life. And then they're going to put me in in the NBA Finals, game seven, game on the line and expect me to hit a free throw. I mean, there's a small chance that it's gonna work, <laughs> but it's a small chance, right? These guys have shot millions of free throws. That's why they're so good under the clutch, right? In the clutch, same thing for when you're in a sales situation or you're in a situation where you're trying to help someone see that you are the solution to the problem that they have. Because that's all we are, guys. If you think about it, if you break it down, we are problem solvers. You provide a service that helps people live longer that helps people live a fuller life, that helps people bend down and play with their kids or their grandkids. You may add 15, 20 years to someone's life by what you teach them. So the reason that we're so serious about teaching these strategies to you guys is because that's what's on the line for us and we understand it. I mean, if you look at Vigor Ground or you look at old school next level, the gym that I used to have, like, there's still people that hit me up and say how much they miss it and how much it changed their lives. It's crazy to me. And it was only, it only happened. Why? Because I figured out how to get people to understand how important it was for them to make that decision by using words like what Luke and I are teaching you guys today. No pressure, right? But using techniques, NLP techniques and words that sell and magical words that impact and influence that at the end of the day, what they get everybody, what they ultimately wanted in the first place. So I'm just like piggybacking off of what Lucas said, because I want you guys to understand, like, it's easy to listen to this and go, holy shit, that was a lot of information. Where do I start? Well, it's really simple. Start with the one that you're most comfortable with and start using it all over the place. If you have a podcast, use it on the podcast. Every conversation with your team, every conversation with your current clients, potential clients, just start using something and use it consistently and then go back and add to it. Would you agree with that, Luke? I mean, I just don't want people to be overwhelmed with information, but I also want them to understand that this is not rocket science and anybody can do this. No, I like, look, it, you know, part of the reason why sometimes, like, think about it, right? If you went and if we just went on here, it's like, hey, use these words, right? Like, just say this. Um, I mean, the buying will be lesser. The reason why I'm explaining the words is because there is an actual science behind, the, you know, how our brain works and, and the way that we look at stuff. So, you know, because a lot of times it can be um, like, give you an example, right? If, if you go to a client and they're like, uh, or like, hey, do this exercise. And they're like, okay, I guess so. But if you go, hey, um, you know how your back hurts all, all day, every day? Well, part of it is because, you know, when there's back pain, your, your core gets downregulated. And core gets downregulated actually makes you overuse your back. So it's kind of like this repetitive cycle. So what we're going to do is, we're going to use breathing to activate your pelvic floor and, you know, uh, get, get air into your diaphragm, which you don't get into now. And that's going to create that natural belt. And then we're going to do this and that's going to get you out of back pain. Right now the person's like, Oh, okay. 
I see, like, I see why we're doing this. I'm bought into this. That's what we're trying to do here also is to not just go like, well, here's these tricks, right? It's like, I'm explaining, I'm explaining the words that you're using. And like, even though it's few, like you take one or two of these and you use them, that could be like legitimately in this week, you might have a conversation where you use some of this stuff. And because you do a person that otherwise wouldn't have signed up, for instance, now will. Right. And of course, once you do that, what happens? Well, now you get some results in advance and you're like, oh shit, like this is working. It gives you motivation. It gives you more, uh, it gives you momentum. And then you want more of it, right? You're like, oh, I should probably do this more. I should practice this more, right? You're getting a win. And, and that's kind of our goal on this side, not to obviously go like, Hey, I mean, look, I'm probably going to share five, you know, four five, six things with you today. Um, and, but you know, and if you're like, oh my God, now I got to do all these today and figure it. No, like just look, use one or two and just, just practice it. Right. Just make a note and practice it. This is how this works guys. Like, look, every day is a day you get to get better and you get to do these things and you get to improve. Um, with that said, I'm a, uh, like I said, cause there's I got a lot of different things that we, we can do, but I'm picking and choosing ones that I think are probably the easiest for you to implement uh, and it will have an impact. Um, so this next one is just imagine. Okay. So, and like I said, we'll get to the examples. No, don't worry about that. Did you know that every decision any human makes is made at least twice? The decisions first made in your mind, hypothetically, right? Before you ever make it in reality, uh, you can actually look, look up some of the studies on that. It's very interesting stuff. Uh, but in fact, for a decision to come true, you, you, you must first have at least imagined yourself doing it. Think about that, right? Have you ever been in a situation where you said, or even just, you know, mouthed out loud, these words back to somebody else? I just couldn't see myself doing that. Man, I probably said that this week, right? Oh man, I just couldn't see myself doing it, right? It's a literal thing. Like if you can't see yourself doing something, the chances of you doing it are slim to none. People make decisions based on the images that they see in their minds. So if you can place pictures in people's minds, then you can use the results of those images to influence their decisions. I'm going to repeat that. That's how powerful that is. Okay. If you can place pictures in people's minds, then you can use the results of those images to influence their decisions. Whew. That's deep. So creating a picture in a person's mind is done by telling stories. We've told, you know, every probably podcast, we, we probably share something about storytelling, but I, we'll probably do, you know what, Crazy, we'll do another podcast just on storytelling. I think, I think that's one of the most powerful things that people can learn how to do. But we, you know, we remember as, as kids, many a good story that started with the words like once upon a time. I mean, I know you've heard that. So when we hear those words, we knew it was a time to kick back, enjoy the moment, embrace our imagination, while somebody used words to paint a world for us that we can jump into. That's what, it, you know, that's what our parents did a lot of times when we were kids. And you, when they said that, like, you get so excited because it's like you start imagining stuff, right? So it'd be really tough to engage, like, adults with the same powerful preface. So you need some magic words that create some picturesque outcome for them, right? So when you hear the words, just imagine the subconscious brain kicks a switch and opens up like kind of like an image viewer. I don't know. I call it a, a, almost like a movie screen, right? And it can't help but picture the very scenario that you're creating. So, you know, in, in a couple of, in a couple of examples here are, and this is a perfect one for coaching. This is a perfect one for transformation. Just imagine how things will be in six months time once you've done this coaching or once you've implemented this just imagine what your boss would say if you missed this opportunity just imagine the look on your kids faces when they see you achieve this it's another great one just imagine the impact this could have right because as soon as you say those just imagine words the person literally goes and imagines it right I do this all the time. Like, you know, when we talk about the, when we, when we were talking about sales and we talked about, you know, finding the pain, uh, expanding the pain, like shining a light on their pain. And then, you know, we go to possibility. And one of my favorite things to do is like, listen, just imagine, imagine like eight months from now, 12 months from now, 
you know, when you're waking up, you have, you have no pain, right? You feel great energy. You can go play with your kids, that hike that you haven't been able to do, uh, you know, with your son, you'll be able to do it. Right? just imagine, right? So they're drawing that picture. They're drawing that picture inside of your, of their mind, and then they'll be able to make that decision. So allowing the power attached to the other person's creative mind to build your case for you will always save you guessing and can create a movie. Uh, so sorry, can create a more vivid reality than anything you could possibly describe, right? So you have to paint that picture in their mind first, right? And, but let them do the hard work, right? Imagine saying to a team member or, I don't know, a prospect, just imagine the smiles on your kids' faces when you tell them you booked a trip to, uh, to Disneyland. Like, this is a perfect one because obviously the kid, the kid stuff is always really, really, really powerful, right? Or just imagine pulling into that driveway with a brand new car. As you make those statements, you will see that the picture of everything, everything happening, like if you do it right now, right? Like right now, if you do it about something that you like, you want, you'll start seeing it. And guess what? Like you'll start getting excited about it, right? So creating pictures in the minds of others is done by telling stories. When you hear, just imagine the brain pictures, the very scenario you're creating. So just using that, like that's a simple one, right? That's a very, very simple one. But once again, if you at the beginning become conscious about doing that, right, you'll get better and better at just plugging it in into conversations. I pause every time when it's a, the end of the, uh, uh, I would say, one of the explanations and I drink on my, my bang here. Dun, dun, dun. So one thing I'll touch on really quick, guys. So as Luca goes through this and we, you know, obviously let's be realistic, right? Magical words and impact and influence are, are amazing. But sales are where you're making money, right? We didn't want this all to be about sales because we don't want you to, to be like repelled by it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take all the things that Luca just said and kind of give you guys a really quick rundown of the exact process that I used to sell in person and over the phone. I don't even know how much at this point, probably close to a million dollars. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lot, right? And it's, it's a simple process. And I just want to throw it in here really quick because Luca's given you guys so much great information. I just want to give you an idea of like from start to finish what I would do using the exact words. So really quick, anytime I get on a, on, on a sales situation with someone, I'm going to be very clear and I'm going to set the frame. So I'm going to say, listen, at the end of this conversation, if you're the right fit for this program, I'm going to extend to you an offer to join the program. Uh, does that sound good to you? Yes or no? Cool. Do we agree? So we, I get them to agree right out of the gate. What I've also done is it's kind of like a takeaway, like Lucas said earlier, which is there's no pressure. It's just, hey, if you're the right fit, I'll extend an opportunity for you to move forward into the program. If not, no harm, no foul. Now, if they say no right out of the gate, I say, listen, that's totally fine. I appreciate your time. But if you're not ready and willing to make a decision today, then we can set up a call at a different time. Right, because ultimately we want, I want them to be ready to make a decision after we have this conversation. Uh, the next piece is exposing the gap. So inside of that, we're using the exact process that Luca laid out, the same wording. But we're gonna say, you know, here's where you're at right now. And I have them explain this. Now this is where I use that imagine if, imagine this. What, if you envisioned, so we find out exactly where they're at and we expand on their pain, right? Which is, you know, where are you at right now? In terms of fitness, we'd say like, you know, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Do you feel like you have energy? Give me an idea of exactly how you feel, how you operate. How do you feel about the way that you look right now? And then I just shut my mouth and I let them talk and let them talk and let them talk. And then I say, cool. If you could close your eyes right now, imagine what your, what the perfect situation would be for you or how you'd like to look and feel in the next 90 days, 120 days in the next year. If you close your eyes, just imagine what that looks like and explain it to me. So it's, it's not me being salesy, guys. It's me helping them see what it is they actually want. Now, the next step is me what? I bridge the gap, meaning I'm, I'm showing them exactly, okay, I am the bridge from where you are right now to where you want to go. We expose the gap. And you can do this in business, in fitness, whatever you're selling. This shit actually works. I promise you because I've used it time and time again. Now, I'm giving you the quick and dirty version. Obviously, we could do another entire podcast on this breakdown. But I just wanted you guys to see that what Luca is breaking down and the things that we've talked about today actually fit into this selling process that we use. And 
So once you expose the gap, then you pull them back into what you originally talked about. Listen, you just say like, listen, based on what you just told me, here's the program that I think would help you get from point A to point B as fast as possible. We basically prescribe them what the, pro the program would be, right? And in some capacities, if it's fitness, I would give them options if I needed to, right? There's different things you guys can study, like the book Predictably Irrational that kind of says, hey, if you show them three different things, da 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 da, da right? I'm not trying to break this down and turn this into a, a conversation just about sales. But what I wanted to show you guys is that we're actually using what we're teaching right now. And that's just one sales process. That's the one that works for me. But I wanted you guys to see how magical words that impact and influence fit right into that process that allows them to make a decision that actually moves them forward as opposed to the, the proverbial, let me think about it, let me talk to my husband. Now, one piece that I left out there is in the beginning of the process, I always ask them, is there somebody else that you need to talk to today before we have this conversation that is going to be involved in this decision to move forward or not? And because most of the time, the biggest smokescreen, Luca, right? It's like, well, let me talk to my husband or my wife before I make the decision. Mm -hmm. So just so you guys understand, I'm not turning this into a sales podcast episode, but I just wanted you to see that there's a way to break this down that allows you to, to really get sharp inside of the sales process. And it's a system. This is a system that we use. It's not something that only I can do. It's something that I've taught other people how to do shit since we had the pack fitness business seven, eight years ago. So I just wanted to drop that in there. I'm not trying to like change the, the focus of the podcast. I just wanted you guys to see that that's just a piece of the process, but it, it, it works. Number one. And number two, it fits right in with the topic of the day. That is fantastic, Steven. Why? Thank that, you, Lucas. That is a lot of value right there. I mean, like once again, guys, like, you know, I would, you know, as you're listening to this, I certainly, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the person that's like stopping, writing that down, putting on a four by six, putting it into my Evernote notes when I do this stuff. So like, make sure you do that, right? Because once again, these little things could be, you know, the small hinges that swing a big door in your conversations and your sales. Um, and I see, I mean, like, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the time a little bit because I want to make sure that we give you as much value in the time that we have. So I, I definitely got one more, maybe even two. Um, I love this next one. And this next one is that it's the two types of people. Okay. Uh, you might've even like, as I'm going to go through it, you might be like, Oh man, I've heard this before. As far as like, hear somebody else say it, but this is very, very powerful when you use it because people want to take a side. Okay. But like, let me, let me kind of break down the explanation behind why the two types of people. And I'll give you examples in a second. It's so powerful. So as entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business owners, we're often tasked with the responsibility of helping people make their minds up. I mean, literally, that's what we end up doing. I mean, that's what we've been talking about much of the time today is making, helping them make their mind up, but in a direction that's going to help them and obviously also help us. So to me, the primary job description of a you know, sales pros is to be decision catalysts. Remember that word, decision catalysts. I love that. In the lives of our you know, clients, customers, prospects, whatever you want to call it. Like, and yet, you know, uh, professional, like, I, I guess the other word could be like professional mind maker upper. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's a lot of people that do a great job of getting people interested in something, but it's the final moment of helping people to decide that creates that action that drives results. That's the tough part. Once again, right. People, a lot of people can get people interested in something, but it's the final moment of helping people decide, decide, that creates the action that drives the results. That's the tough part, okay? So help people to choose by removing some of the choices and creating easy options. Decisions becomes easier when the choices are polarizing. Like, you know, when you draw a kind of line in the sand and you, you know, people have to take a stand to be one or the other. Red or white wine, beach or a ski vacation, rom-com or action, all become simpler decisions like than the broader alternative, right? Like if you, and even if you ask somebody like, hey, what would you choose? And they have all the options, like they'll be, it's, it's too much, right? It's too much. But if you give them a choice of, you know, one or the other, it's, it's makes it a lot easier for them to make a decision and take a stand. So your goal is basically to create a statement that presents a choice and then allow the other person to pick. So asking people to decide for themselves who they are with the magic words, two types of people prompts a nearly instant decision. 
right? The second someone hears, there are two types of people in this world. The little voice in their head immediately wonders which one they are, right? And then they wait, bated breath to hear which choice you're going to give them, right? But literally, like, it, this is part of the programming. It's like, hey, there's two types. I mean, uh, man, you ever heard you like your dad say, or like when you watch movies where like the, you know, the wise dad is like, son, there's two types of people in this world, right? So, uh, but I'm going to share some examples with you guys, right? Because your, your role is to deliver these two choices and make them stand out as an easy option. So here's a few examples, okay? Uh, like, I'll, I'll give you guys a fitness one first, okay? Hey, there's two types of people in this world. Those that take control of their health and their body and they, you know, they're confident, they feel great, they look great, they can perform great. And those that let, I would say, the indecisiveness takes their body away and they don't have the personal power and they don't feel great and they don't feel so on and so forth, right? Once again, if you, if you do that, a person is going to go like, well, no, I'm, which one am I, right? Well, I'm the one that's going to take control of my body, right? Because I want to feel great. I want to do this and that, right? Uh, here's some more examples. There's two types of people in this world. Those who leave their personal finance, financial success in the hands of their employers or those who take full responsibility and build their own futures. Uh, there's two types of people in this world. Those who judge something before they've even tried it and those who are prepared to try something and base their opinion on their own experience. I love that one because for people that aren't are kind of like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if I want to do this. And you tell them like, well, there's two types of people in this world, right? The ones that judge it and haven't tried it and the ones that actually try it and base their decision on experience. There's two types of people in this world. Those who resist change in favor of nostalgia and those who move with the times and create a better future, right? You, you should be able to see the pattern in these examples that I'm sharing with you guys and understand how the options are clearly stacked in the favor of the decision you would like them to pick. I mean, that's the other part of this, right? Like you're constructing this decision where it's like very uh, one-sided. I mean, I don't want to say one-sided, but it's obvious, right? Which decision you want them to make, which, and the decision that's going to be better for them, right? And something for you to think about as, as a listener here is that there, there are two types of people in this world. Those who listen to podcasts like this and guys like us and do nothing, and those who put what they hear into practice and enjoy immediate results. You see what I just did there? I, you see what that I just some, did there? That was some brain ninja stuff right there, Lucas. Mm. Well done, sir. I mean, guys, man, like the crazy part is, is a lot of times when I'm listening to this myself, I'm taking note of stuff while Lucas talking. So before we close this one out, because I know we – this thing's jam-packed with content and information. I'll say this. Make sure when you guys are listening to this, hit the pause button and write down your big aha moments, right? Write down those big ideas. And what I've always done, and Luca will attest to this, is even when we're events, paid a lot of money to be at events. If I feel like I've gotten what I need from that event, I will get up, go to the room, and start working on stuff as opposed to sitting through the entire event. Oh, yes, he will. And it's just, it's just how I've always been. I don't want to, if my plate is full, I don't want to put more on top of it. I want to go and make sure that I can implement immediately the things that I've taken. So even back in the day, I remember going to Ryan Lee boot camp too. I know you were there too, Luke. And I was just talking about this the other day is that I was in the crowd at that event. It was shit, man. It was like, I was the, an athletic trainer working in the basement of Utica college as an assistant athletic trainer. And I saw this ad, right? And it was for Ryan Lee Bootcamp. And I was like, man, I feel like I need to go to this because I knew I didn't want to work as an employee in my entire life. I knew I didn't want to do what I was doing. So I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to go to this. And I scraped together, like I used a credit card, put it on a credit card to get out there. It didn't have two, you know, two nickels to rub together. And I went and I remember sitting in the crowd and Luke and I have talked about this and there was a bunch of other people that we do business with now that were in the crowd as well. And we all felt the same thing. It was like, man, someday I'm going to be on that stage. And it's why Luke and I created changing the game. It's why he, he you know, he created bigger ground summit September 12th to the 14th this year. And there's probably at this point only like maybe a few tickets left, but we highly suggest you guys get there because my point is if you don't, get off your ass and apply this stuff. If you don't give yourself permission to go to events like this, to apply 
podcasts like this to stop and actually take notes and give yourself permission that if you've gotten what you needed to get up and go implement it, you're going to be stuck. You're going to feel like you're in quicksand. You're going to feel like you're not making progress. And that is tragic in my personal opinion, right? The only way to learn to trust yourself is to actually do what works for you, to take what's useful like Bruce Lee, right? Take what's useful from other people and reject what isn't. And what works for me may not work for you. What works for Luca may not work for you, but for damn sure, take it and attempt it and implement it and see if it does or not. And then learn how to trust yourselves. Because ultimately, we could teach you guys this magical word stuff all day long, but if you are uncomfortable in your own skin and you don't put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you're meeting new people and having conversations and getting uncomfortable by going and trying new things and experiencing life, it's going to be really hard for you to get good at this stuff. So guys, live your fucking lives. Like stop living on the internet, get off of Instagram once in a while and, and stop projecting the life that you want to live and actually go live that shit. Cause at the end of the day, you're not going to sit back when you're on your deathbed and go, man, I wish I would have made more Instagram posts that had no value. Right? You're going to say, man, I wish I shared things that I actually believed in. I wish I implemented those things that would have created freedom for me so that I could spend more time with my family and my friends that I actually gave a shit about. Not, hey, I'm glad that I projected a lifestyle that I didn't actually earn. That's never going to fill you up, I promise you guys that. And that's why we're teaching you guys these magical words and strategies that actually work, that will help you get the result that you want so you can live the life that you want. That's ultimately why we do what we do. So remember, September 12th through the 14th, com slash home. Go check out the speakers. The lineup is insane. Luke has busted his ass once again to put this thing together. I'll be on stage emceeing the whole thing, making sure things run right and making sure that you guys get the most out of this. Luke is on stage all three days, on the hands-on, in each morning, first guy up, as he should be, breaking stuff down, making sure that this event is top-notch. There's only a few tickets left. Biggergroundsummit.com slash home. Get off your ass and convince yourself that you need to be there because I trust me on this. There's one guaranteed way to get better at all this stuff, and that's to meet new people and test it the fuck out, <laughs> right? People buy from people that they know, like, and trust. The only way for you to get better at that is getting out there, having conversations, and really working on your social skills. There's one last thing I want to say. You guys may see people on stage at this event, and you're like, man, this person is fucking amazing on stage. How did, like, I could never do that. Horseshit. The people that are best on stage study it incessantly. They're constantly working on their pitch, their tonality, the volume, everything, their range. They're studying other speakers that are very good. They're getting out and doing public speaking as much as they can. And it's been years and years and years of that shit that got them to that point. So don't compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to who you used to be based on the work that you have done. And that's all I have to say about that, my friends. BiggerGroundSummit.com slash home. Go buy your fucking tickets right now. Trust me, we're going to make it worth your while. Luca always brings value, always brings the heat, and it's going to be absolutely insane, like a social with the whole, we got the whole fucking bowling alley. If you're a VIP, you get to go on a boat ride through the Lake Washington with all the speakers. It's going to be amazing. I mean, Luca, what are the tickets? Uh, once, v, once the early bird comes up, what is it, Five ninety-seven for the three days? Correct. Actually, we're, we're, we're at a place now where we have to shut the three days down. It'll be uh, 4 97 for two days um, as the early bird's done because we're, we're, we're literally just, I mean, there, as of, you know, to, one, by the time you guys hear this, like, it may actually be sold out, to be honest with you. Um, but if not, you better, you better jump on that link. Uh, you better jump on that link if, if there is a couple of tickets left. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm not bullshitting you guys. Like, you know, the the max that we have in this event is like 210 to 220. Um, and we're monitoring this very, very closely. Uh, and, and just as of right now, I mean, we're, we're talking, like I said, I know this is coming out in the future. So it's either you, there's going to be, a, you know, 10 to five to 10 tickets left or none, uh, pretty much the, the way that's going right now. So just, you know, jump on this opportunity. Um, that, that's all I can say you know, jet there and see if there's still some tickets left um, because it, it will be a game changer. And of course, you know, it may seem like we're biased, but I'll tell you this, you will not find uh, an event that is as loaded with uh, speakers of this caliber delivering, uh, I would say the level of, you know, inspiration and education 
um, anywhere else. So it's yeah. all about value guys. Here's one thing I'll, I'll leave you guys with. If you listen to this and we're sold out, here's what I would do if I was in your situation, if it was sold out, this is what I would do. I would buy a plane ticket to Seattle anyway. And I would show up with a big old envelope of cash and I would search out Mr. Luke and I would say, listen, man, I fucked up and didn't buy my ticket on time, but I didn't want that to stop me from growing as a human being, a business owner, as a leader. So here, I brought you $600 cash. And here's, I, I, this is for me to show up at this thing. And I'm just being real with you guys. Like I put my money where my mouth is. At the end of the day, Money talks and bullshit walks. So don't let the fact that you waited till the last minute stop you from actually changing the trajectory of your business, your life, your relationships, the whole deal, because this is so much more than just a fitness business event. I, I, it's not funny. So listen, guys, that's all we got for today. Episode number 12, Magical Words that Impact and Influence. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, share it. Let everybody know how amazing this podcast is. For Luca Hosevar, I am signing off from you the business and fitness podcast. Have a great day, guys. We're out of here. Peace.